Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Bengal Tiger Recruiting Podcast. I am Billy Embody. Shay Dixon is here with me as well. Appreciate you guys being here. As uh, Shay, we got breaking news into the site right before this, so I think we should lead off with this. Have you posted it yet? I have not. Three thousand. We're gonna call us the Mister the Misters Three Thousand. Three thousand. 3,000 subscribers on the Bengal Tiger. We've hit the threshold. It's now on to 4,000. We're not stopping. We're not satisfied. Kind of like LSU with the SEC West Championship. They're not satisfied. They're going for that, that you know, the official SEC Championship in Atlanta. Um, so, big news. That's what we wanted to break. We can end the pod right there. Um, but wait. That's it. There's more. That's it. We're going to give you guys a lot more recruiting talk. Uh, then talk about uh, us uh, hitting a big milestone on the side, of course. And we lead off with really a guy who could be a crown jewel of the class if LSU is able to make waves with its official visit this weekend. Jordan Hall, a guy who is in five-star range out of the state of Florida for on three. Defensive lineman out of Jacksonville West Side. He's set to make his official visit to LSU this weekend. And look, you go into this one, Shay, he's got a top five of Alabama, Florida, Georgia, LSU, and Ohio State. The Tigers have some ground to make up here. It's not that Jamar Kane hasn't recruited him hard. He's done just that. And that's a part of why he opted to go ahead and give LSU one of these official visits. But the Tide, the Bulldogs, those have certainly the attention of Jordan Hall, especially as of late. We'll see if they can really, you know, change things up with a quality official visit this weekend. They'll have plenty of time uh, to give attention to Jordan Hall, one of the top uncommitted defensive linemen in the entire country. Uh, yeah, and I do want to say thank you to everyone who signed up. Uh, big shout out to all the members out there. Uh, and if you listen to us on YouTube or Spotify or Apple, yeah, Billy's got his Founders Club hat on. Um, just a dollar for the year. Everyone's jumped on board. You get the free hat. Uh, but if you do listen to us on the platforms and you're not signed up uh, and you want more from us with the site and everything like that, uh, feel free to join on, man. We're growing quick and uh, and smash the subscribe button on YouTube. I know Maddie B always wants us to pump that up. So follow us on YouTube, Spotify, all those platforms. And uh, yeah, we're rolling. As for Jordan Hall, the lone official visitor, he had said he was going to come in. Now LSU has locked in those plans and confirmed it. I think for me, I look at it almost in a way like Samuel and Pimba who recently dropped the top group coming out of IMG. It's felt like everybody just thought he was Jordan Hall was going to go to Georgia. And now he's dragged that out into, Oh, well, I'm into Alabama. I'm into Florida. I'm going to make an official visit now to LSU. Bama got their official visit in, uh, I believe it was October. Um, now LSU will get an official visit. Then Florida will have an official visit uh, coming up in December. He hasn't locked in a date for Georgia yet. Uh, but everybody presumes he'll make an official visit there. So I'm with you. I think outside looking in, right? And I'm not even sure I would argue that they're not fourth or, you know, kind of in the middle to back of the pack. But this late in the game, a lot of that just hinges on an official visit in terms of if you can make that jump. You get to spend three days on campus with the staff. You get to have your family there. You get to sit down and go through positional meetings where you get a feel for the depth chart and how they want to use you. and then you get to meet with Brian Kelly and just kind of get a feel for the direction of the program. So certainly big news. Like, Billy, I don't think if LSU was 
six and four right now that Jordan Hall would be popping up onto campus. Um, even though Jamar Kane, Jamar Kane's done a great job recruiting him and all these D linemen that we're going to talk about, but I'd have to think that their success is keeping them in it with some of these fringe guys late. Yeah, I completely agree. And and look, Jordan Hall is going to get plenty of attention. This isn't necessarily going to be your biggest recruiting weekend of the year. It is senior night, but it's also an eight o'clock home game against UAB. Um, and there are certainly, you know, other games out there too that that these prospects will hit. A lot of these guys that they would have wanted on campus just came in for LSU Alabama. Um, so we'll see who pops up on campus this weekend. Jordan Hall is going to get a lot of time with the staff here. He actually said, uh, told us in an interview that, look, they want more guys like me, more guys like Harold Perkins, more guys like Mason Smith. Those are the guys that Brian Kelly and Jamar Kane are kind of using as kind of the, hey, we need you in this program. So they're pushing him that he's going to have early playing time available with Jacqueline Roy, you know, potentially Jacqueline Roy, potentially leaving the program to go to pro. That's something we're watching. Uh, they're still going to need to replenish this defensive line. And, and in, as far as physically ready to go, Jordan Hall is probably right there with Deshaun Womack, you know, as far as those guys that are. So Jamar Kane continues to swing big. Shay, one of the big questions we get on the board all the time is defensive tackle. Um, and we're going to focus a lot on defensive line in this podcast overall from the edges to the interior. LSU is continuing to put the press on a few guys to flip. Who are some of those that stand out to you right now as as the uh, calendar is now fully into November and early signing period is a month and a week away? Yeah, I think people, Billy, have asked a lot about defensive tackle because they see the edge rusher commitment list far outweighs the one guy they have committed as kind of a pure D-line, uh, could play DT type of player. Um, and that's Deron Reed. He's ranked number 60 lineman in the country by on three. He's been committed out of Georgia. All signs look like he's going to stick. So that's a massive addition. Let's start there. Two spots above him, number four overall is Jordan Hall, who right now is a top 30 player. That would be in five-star range. So you're talking about a really big visitor there. Another four-star, and you've done some updates on him, uh, is Amari Washington out of Arizona, who Kane has kept things lines of communication open with. He's committed to Oregon, but there's some thoughts that maybe he could get back to Baton Rouge before all is said and done. Um, and then there's others, even that fit into the edge rusher mold. You've got an update coming on Jaden Wayne, who's committed to Miami. A number of guys that Kane has just recruited all along, whether they were uncommitted or committed. I'll say this. You get Mason Smith back. You're getting Makai Wingo back. You see what happens with Jaquel and Roy. You've got some other guys there, Billy, behind them on the depth chart that haven't played this year. Those guys have carried uh, Jaquel and Makai Wingo have carried the weight with Mason being injured. But there's a chance all the all three of those guys are back next year. Then you're bringing in Deron Reed. That's an instant impact early player for you. You're flirting around with some of these high school D linemen. But I'm not going to be surprised at all if Kane doesn't go back into the transfer portal. And I think he knows that. That's why he can swing with some of these national guys right now because – if you don't get them, so be it. You can go back into the portal, and if you're lucky, if you do your due diligence, you land another Makai Wingo, who was an all-SEC freshman at Missouri. Even when he came over, he was maybe the highest-ranked, if not one of the highest-ranked transfers on on three that LSU signed, but still didn't get talked about a ton. Mason Smith goes down, he all of a sudden becomes one of the most important pieces on your team, So, and he's a really great player. Uh, I won't be surprised if they're back in the portal again for a defensive tackle. I agree. And it's it's a position of need. It's the hardest position, in my opinion, to go out and get difference makers at. It just is. 
um, whether it be guys that are ready to go physically like Jordan Hall and the competition is as tough as anyone uh, or anything out there, or you're projecting a guy like Deron Reed to go out and, you know, I saw him and he's 280 pounds, but he honestly looks, he's he's got about the same size to him as Deshaun Womack in a weird way. He just carries 280 that well. You get him into a college weight program, he's going to be well into 300 pounds, uh, above 300 pounds. So uh, they're swinging big. Jamar Cain, I think, has shown out of anyone on the staff that he can swing with the big guys um, and get them and then also know which ones to go after. You mentioned Sam and Pemba earlier. LSU really hadn't ended up pressing. You know, we heard some buzz early in the year that he was going to end up visiting. He didn't. And I think by now LSU knew, you know what, don't need to waste the visit for a guy who's probably not going to come here. Jordan Hall, look, he's had a lot of good things to say about Alabama, Georgia, Florida. He's now talked up LSU a little bit going into this visit. Um, he is one of those guys I would consider that he's going to be kind of a late decider, potentially. It wouldn't shock me if he still ended up at Georgia, which leads the on-three recruiting prediction machine. Wouldn't shock me if he ended up at Alabama. Wouldn't shock me if he ended up at an Ohio State. Florida's held some buzz. Maybe LSU makes a move and they can get him somehow. Uh, but yeah, I think they're going to have to go into the portal. It's just a position that still needs to be addressed. Ty G. Hill, Bryce Langston, some of those guys on you know the bottom end of the depth chart don't necessarily look like they might develop into players. Um, they're still young, but they need to address that position and, and add some quality depth. So I'm with you. I think they find a way to address it via the portal or one of these guys late in the game. Uh, Jane Wayne, somebody they're still trying to flip from Miami, as well as Armari Washington, uh, who's committed to Oregon. So now we talked a little defensive tackle. We got some edge guys in this class to talk about. We know Jackson Howard, Deshaun Womack. They added Dylan Carpenter, um, but they also have Josh Mickens in that mix. But he's fresh off an Ohio State visit. He's fresh off an Ohio State offer. He's now going to take an official visit to Columbus school that's not too far away from his hometown and he's going to give the Buckeyes a real look here late in the process yeah look this is something you as an LSU fan you see Josh Mickens on three as him ranked uh, as a top 50 player nationally the consensus has him at 130 uh, overall but a top 20 edge rusher so another really good prospect someone I think they look at as a developmental guy like you know like Savion Jones you know he comes in in year one and isn't playing the role he's playing now which is kind of coming off the bench and, and playing in situational spots and playing really well against Arkansas. But I would think he's a guy that may need a year or two to develop. Now, they went to Indianapolis, they landed him. I think, Billy, when you recruit nationally, if you're LSU and you're taking edge rushers from Minnesota, D.C., you know, Baltimore, D.C. area, and now into Indianapolis, you run the risk of, okay, these guys are going to get offered by schools closer to home at certain parts of the process and we're going to, have to either hold on tight or just be prepared uh, for the reality that a guy could flip on a slate and Jackson Howard's had a million offers. He committed to LSU. He's stuck. Deshaun Womack is maybe one of the best edge rushers in America right now. I think he's BJ Ojolari's replacement. Everyone's tried to flip him. He's stuck. Dylan Carpenter, you recently offered, you flipped him from UL um, and he's an in-state kid. He wants to be a tiger. He's going to stick. Joshua Mickens, everything seemed fine until, boom, the not just Power 5 ceiling, but the one of the top five teams in the country from 170 miles down I-70 offers you a scholarship a month from signing day and gets you on campus. I mean, 
LSU is LSU. Ohio State's Ohio State. They have had plenty of maintained success in recent years. For a kid from that neck of the woods to get that offer late in the game, to say that's not a big deal would be underselling it. It would be like a Louisiana kid getting an LSU offer late in the game. Yeah, he might be committed to Ohio State or another big school, but what if that's an offer he was waiting on? Um, Mickens has said he's still solid, but he's going to go on that visit. I'm sure he and his family will talk things over. Um, we'll see if he gets back to Baton Rouge before signing day. You kind of get the feeling at this stage he knows everything about LSU that he's going to know. He's done official visits and all that. So you pretty much, if you're Brian Polian, who's kind of the lead recruiter with Kane on this one, you just continue to work it. You hope you can hold on. But to this point, you're playing well on the field. You got him committed early. There's not much, you know, you never stopped recruiting him. Uh, there's not much you can do about a team coming in late from his neck of the woods, like in Ohio State. Uh, but continue to recruit him and see what happens. Yeah, and, you know, Brian Pullian went and saw him uh, during the bye week, so it wasn't like they're, you know, neglecting him. Brian Pullian's taking the lead on Josh Mickens, um, no doubt about that, and so he'll have to kind of buckle in and try his best to keep him on board, and he's had a good senior year, and, I mean, gosh, the upside on him is is off the charts. So uh, I think it's also worth noting here, a little additional context here is, is Josh uh, lost his father about a year ago, um, now, so, you know, maybe a little closer to home is, you know, in the cards for him, uh, kind of make it easier on his family to, to see him play or things like that. You don't know, but we'll see if LSU can buckle in and keep him on board. I mean, there's, you know, no shame in losing to Larry Johnson, uh, when it comes to recruiting defensive linemen either. Um, and Jamar Kane beat him square and, uh, fair and square for, uh, Deron Reed earlier this summer. He's just one of those top recruiters, uh, nationally. So, um, Ohio State makes their move on Joshua Mickens. LSU is going to have to make its move on Nicholas Harbor if they want to uh, keep him uh, you know, right there as somebody who could end up in this class. They will have to make a move with the official visit because LSU is going to Atlanta this year now. Uh, and Nicholas Harbor had his you know, sights set on playing in his championship game uh, for their league December 3rd, the weekend of SEC title game no matter what. So that visit was very much up in the air. Now he's going to take it to February, the five-star athlete uh, who can play tight end, play defensive end, honestly, probably play wherever you want um, on the field in a way. He is going to take things to February. So he'll have additional time to schedule a visit for LSU, whether it's somewhere in December on another weekend or a midweek, or maybe in January, he's got a busy all-star game schedule as well. Um, but this is a guy that I've never sweated that he hasn't been to campus. It's a far trip to take. You want to give him the most attention you can. And he plays a lot on Saturdays. I don't think flying him in late, late Saturday night for him to leave Monday or miss a day of school is the way to do it. So you hold off on that official visit, which they've done a couple times now. And eventually you'll see kind of where the chips fall on him. But I still think LSU is a major player for Nicholas Harbor. No, I completely agree with you. I'm looking up right now to see for sure, because I didn't want to have it mixed up. Uh, yes. So the school he has visited most is Maryland, which no surprise, that is the local school for school for him. They're recruiting him, obviously. He's taken official visits to South Carolina and Michigan. And then, as you noted, Billy, he shifted to almost every Saturday plays his high school football games, not Friday night. So very tough for him to get to any other games that aren't local pretty much, or taking an official visit before all that season really kicked off. So you kind of know the top five. Look, again, Maryland's got a visit coming in December, official visit. 
Miami has their official visit coming in mid-December, but he, Chad Simmons went out to uh, see Nicholas Harbor at his school and talked to him. And you can see his interview uh, on on three, if you check it out there, but Harbor said he's going to February with it. So look, we've talked to LSU, LSU sources, sources here. They aren't complaining that they have to move this visit because it means they're in the SEC championship. And that goes a long way uh, in terms of what you're trying to build. Certainly it helps with recruiting. But now, as you said, a busy January signing February 1st. I won't be surprised if LSU tries to line up one of those late visits in January and just swing for the fences. And remember, he's a track and field guy. He's got some connections to the LSU staff. And of the five teams here in the mix, LSU is by far the biggest most accomplished, decorated track and field program. So we'll see how much that weighs in. Yeah, I, I think it's it's it's. I would think it weighs pretty heavily here. I mean, he has Olympic aspirations, and um, if you have those aspirations, you know, why not set yourself up with the best track program? Uh, but you know, we'll see. I mean, his. I will say this about Nicholas Harbor. I mean, his dad works for NASA. His mom's a pharmacist. I mean, he is. They are a well-educated family and well-researched. Even when I spoke with him back in January, um, he already knew a ton about Jamar Kane. He knew a lot about Brian Kelly. He knew kind of what was going to happen with this program from a, you know, just structure standpoint and, and what we've seen come to fruition here with Brian Kelly. So very well-researched kid. We'll see where he ends up. Keeps it to himself, but I still maintain LSU is a major player for him. And to plug the site one more time, um, we had him in our prediction pieces um, as well. So if you want to see who else we had in the prediction pieces for a dollar, you get the Bengal Tiger Founders Club hat and you get access to on three plus content like our class prediction piece uh, for an entire year for just a dollar. So check those out. Interesting names in and out of the class. Uh, for me, I'll spoil one more. One name I did not have in the class um, and we'll let people subscribe to see if you had them in there. Uh, JV and Toviano, the four-star defensive back out of Arlington Martin in Texas. Uh, again, call me gun shy, call me whatever. I just haven't heard enough yet for me to say I'm going to lean into the buzz and and go ahead and, and predict him in there. I know it's not a RPM pick. I probably should predict him in there, but I've been so uh, against predicting him to LSU just yet that I didn't want to lean in and then, you know, basically call it and say it's over. He's going to LSU at the same token. Okay. So then the news of the week is he, according to folks on the Texas side, no showed at Texas this weekend. Very interesting. Very. So interesting. everyone was very nervous last week when it was Texas has a big recruiting weekend. They're getting in Peyton Bowen. Peyton Bowen didn't show up. They're getting in JV and Toviano. Toviano didn't show up. Uh, and they lost, and you could feel the buzz on Sunday with the Texas side that they felt like there was a drop the ball in terms of recruiting momentum, program momentum, everything they could have stepped forward with, with a win over TCU. TCU wins, your your boy Sonny Dykes gets a dub. What does it mean for Toviano? It means Billy is still gun-shy and will not put him in the class prediction. <laughs> Despite this, Billy, I mean, dating back to the Bayou Splash, which was LSU's recruiting event on campus in July, the only college team he has visited on campus is LSU, and he's done it three times now. Then uh, it just goes back to why not commit? And I, are I spoke with another flying, Are you flying too close to, I wouldn't say the sun, but Toviano here. I'll put you up there 
as people who have interviewed in person, seen him play, been around him as much as anybody else out there. Yeah. So for you to be pausing here, should maybe does that should that give us pause? I mean, look, I I talk anytime I get an LSU source on the phone, I I, I ask him about Tobiano. I don't give any input, and you know, I I think this or I think that. And there are people that are starting to say, yeah, I mean, we feel good on our end, but again, it's just it's November now. Why hasn't he done it? And I know he's got his process and all of that, but. It's just still a red flag for me. So, you know. But he hasn't committed anywhere. Yeah. No, I know. I completely agree. But he also hasn't necessarily done anything to get buzz around any other program. So, like we've talked about, LSU's got the lead here. But is something up? That's just what I come back to. Um, You think he's quietly thinking that he wants to stay in state but isn't letting people know that? Yeah, that I mean, that's kind of where I'm at. Um, even the Michigan buzz has died down. Uh, he, you know, you were, I guess he can't visit Michigan uh, again. Um, Ohio State hasn't scheduled his official visit yet, uh, but he's talked about going up there. Now we've got one more weekend. Like, does he pop down to Baton Rouge again for another game for UAV late night game? He could stay the night and then drive back. I mean, if if he shows up this weekend, I mean. Maybe that's it. Maybe then I got to put the pick in and, and say, you know what? If he wants to drive down to see LSU UAB. Um, at 8 o'clock at night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know about that one. Yeah. So um, we will see uh, how that one plays out. Information is tough to glean, uh, no doubt. I think it's interesting that he went all out and tweeted he was going to be in Austin. And who knows? Maybe they're spreading misinformation. We're going full conspiracy here on this no, one. Because- no, no. After the uh, Texas uh, hits they took, they would not be keeping quiet that they got Tobiato on campus. Exactly. From the rooftop. Exactly. So uh, we'll see how it pans out. Obviously, going to keep my ear to the ground. Um, All right. And we will see on, on the Tobiano front. But, um, Shay, who is um, down the stretch? Let me, let me ask you this. If there's one guy in your prediction piece that you want to spotlight that you feel best about, who is it? I don't know who I would point to. I'd, I'd probably point to Toviano and say I feel best about him because I think kind of thought so. His actions are maybe a little bit stronger than the other four people I put in there. Five people I put in there. I think I had five total. Maybe, no, I finished at twenty nine. So I had four more commitments. Of those four, I would say Toviano. Yeah. Don't disagree with that either, which makes us all the weirder. Um, all right. So. With that, guys, a little bit of a shorter one this week, but honestly, there just wasn't much to talk about in a way. Uh, But look, lots to talk about on the site. Lots of recruiting updates still to come uh, from the final uh, tally from that LSU win over Alabama. A lot of prospects are still chiming in, and and we've got some updates coming your way. Um, So be sure to check out the site. A dollar for a year. We've hit the 3,000 sub mark. Time to get to four. Um, Hit the subscribe button for the YouTube channel as well. We appreciate all you guys who have listened all year long. We're into the stretch run of the regular season and uh, lots more to come for LSU and for us on this podcast. So JD, thanks for joining everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll close this one out and be sure to keep it locked on the bengaltiger.com. We'll have the visitor list for the LSU UAB game this weekend up later this week and just drop some tidbits on Jordan Hall, uh, that four-star defensive lineman who's set to officially visit this weekend. So be sure to check those out. 
For Shady, for Shady, I'm Billy Embody. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you guys next time.